Hi, I'm Nicole. I'm Shiv. And I'm Jaren. And this is Clearly Unclear, the podcast where we talk about pretty much anything that we find interesting. From movies to politics, philosophy to medicine, personal experiences to barroom chats. Join us for a casual conversation among friends, interspersed with the exploration of curious minds seeking to understand the world around them. This journey is bound to be clearly unclear. Okay, so, okay, um, I'll just start us off. So, it's good to see y'all again. Actually, we haven't seen each other for quite a while. I mean... Has it been a month? Um, we last recorded in December. Uh, I mean, I've seen Shiv like, occasionally through video calls and, and whatnot. But Nicole, I haven't spoken to you um, for quite a bit. So, it's nice to see y'all. Nice to see y'all too. Yep. So actually, today is a milestone. Do you guys know what? Do you guys know what that milestone is? No. What? It's actually our well, unofficially our fifth episode. Woo! Come on, let's give it up for that. Wow. <laughs> fifth, like there, there was episode zero, episode one, episode two, episode three that was released yesterday, and now, episode four. Which is our fifth episode. So we've made it this far. Yeah. Nice to see that we've been very consistent, you know? <laughs> Indeed. Okay, so how have you guys been recently? Um I guess recently I've been okay. Um in terms of my university my university stuff, um in terms of the pathway I'm picking or whether I'm going to uni. Um at the moment it looks like I won't be going to uni this Feb. That's not confirmed, but it looks very likely that that would be the case. Um, so I'll probably be applying for other universities um, that will have intakes come later in the year. Um, but actually, I'm still pretty confused as to what I want to do um, in terms of uh, a profession or a career. Um, I guess kind of interesting was yesterday, I was confused to the point I decided, okay, I'm just going to take like a career personality test. Um, and so I took it and I actually got the same result that I got when we last did our episode, which was um, ISFP. And so I was like, okay, that's cool. It's like consistent. And then they were like suitable professions for an ISFP personality, interior design, art, graphic design. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> but then but then there was also there was also elderly care and um animal care which I thought was quite interesting because I've thought of those two before. Um but yeah, so I guess lately I've just been a bit confused, a bit unsure what to do. But other than that, um I've been fine. Um I've been doing tuition, I've been playing chess. Yes. <laughs> I actually didn't mention this in the last episode. Um when you asked like um, what things have we and um, what new things have we done like chess like chess is the big thing for me actually like um, I watched The Queen's Gambit on Netflix and after that I really got inspired like in December to play chess and so I've been playing um, since then and I've been trying to get my rating up um, to somewhere near Shiv's rating <laughs> which is quite yeah I, I actually didn't play um as often until Jay started getting into it because then he like he challenged me and then I sort of got back into it. I didn't play for a while. Shiv's Shiv's rating is um like one thousand three hundred. So for like for reference, novices like the rating of a novice is generally below one thousand two hundred, and then like every time you win a game or lose a game, you earn like ten twenty points. Or lose ten twenty points. So Shiv is like above novice level. So above novice level. So Shiv is pretty much like you know intermediate. He could beat your average player. And I am a six hundred rated player. So <laughs> I am a. I'm not. I'm not even in novice category. But yeah. So. I've been good. How about you, Nick? I've been up to not much either. I've just been doing uni stuff. 
the workload's been growing. Um, we've got coursework, and unfortunately, it's a group project. My group mates are like generally okay, but I still I still don't really like group projects. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just uni, I guess. But one thing I've been doing a lot of recently is sort of. Did you guys know what Anki is? Yeah. Anki is this flashcard app. So I've been doing like loads of flashcards every day. Um, it's supposed to have this thing called space repetition, which means it repeats like information at space intervals, which helps you to remember stuff in the long term. So I've been doing that every day, and it takes me like one to two hours. But I mean, hopefully it makes me like smart and stuff. So. Do you find that it's it's been effective for you, in terms of like information recall and and that sort of stuff? To be fair, I feel like I remember stuff better, but it's such a chore to get through it, honestly. But I want to give it a go at least for like one semester to see if it actually helps me, cause like you know, medicine has like so much stuff to remember. There's no way I could like possibly keep up with it. So, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been doing much either. But um, with coursework, as you said, or oh, assignments have been flowing in. And yeah, it gets really hard sometimes. Like I, I, I don't know. I was I, I, I said on the group chat. Uh, Jay knows. I I was like cursing myself because yesterday uh, I went. My biggest problem is like going over the word limit and trying to find a way to cut down, because especially with philosophy essays, everything just links to everything else. So it's impossible to find areas to cut down. So yeah, I don't know. It's a very small. It's a very like nitpicky problem, but you know, it sort of generalizes into a larger problem with university itself. I mean, I totally get you, cause like I always have like word limits in my coursework, and they give it give us like a ridiculously low number of words, and they expect us to write like some properly explained, analyzed like piece of like work, but there's not enough space to do so, yeah. you know. And you just end up cutting up a lot of stuff, and then you end up with this very basic sort of piece of work at least that's what i found yeah and then always in the comments right they would be like oh it would have been greater if you could have fleshed out this idea i was like mate i don't have space to flesh out this idea shift do you want to talk a bit about your new blog post that came out today uh yeah sure um so for those of you who don't know uh when we're recording this on the 6th uh i guess i saw of wrote it on the 6th technically fifth um uh i decided to start blogging again because jaren inspired me uh, a <laughs> video call once um but yes uh i've always wanted to try this one thing uh <laughs> i've always wanted to try <laughs> blogging whilst slightly slightly drunk um and yeah i don't know if you guys want to see the product of that it's it's on my blog. I, I don't. I haven't reread it. I don't know if it's decent or not. It's very very good. Yeah. It's um. I think the quote at the start really set the tone, and like your like everything sort of linked back to the end because the quote you gave was French, but in English it's sort of translated into, in this world that I travel, I am constantly creating myself. Mm. I think that was the the gist of the quote, and your whole blog post sort of linked back to that and I thought that was really really cool it's a really good really good blog post thanks man I mean I just read it because I saw that notification pop up on my email <laughs> and I felt like it was one of the more sort of personal experience type ones that you've ever like you've written on your blog so far and yeah. I quite liked it too oh, thank you guys <laughs> much appreciated right so today we are going to um go through some questions. Um, what questions are these? These are the 36 questions that lead to love. <laughs> oh dear. So, um, I sort of stumbled upon these questions when I was listening to another podcast. Um, that podcast is called Modern Love by the New York Times. And um, what they do is basically they get actors and actresses to like, read out essays written by different people. And so this particular essay was called To Fall in Love with Anything, Do This. And it was 
written by someone called Mandy Lynn Catron. And so what had happened to her was she had just gone through a breakup after a 10-year relationship. And so um, she was looking for a way to, to sort of get back into a relationship. And she stumbled upon um, the 36 questions. So the 36 questions were developed by a um, psychologist. His name was Arthur Aaron. Um, and he wanted to explore whether intimacy between two strangers could be accelerated by having them ask each other a specific series of uh, personal questions. So, um, today, we are going to go through um, some, maybe all of those questions, and um, see what happens. Yes. Probably not all of them, but yes. Yep. Another way that these 36 questions are seen is 36 questions to get closer to someone. So it's not necessarily leading to um, romantic love. Contextualizing it a little bit more is that, for example, when you meet someone, you usually ask a lot of very superficial questions that don't really help you to get to know someone. And it's sort of an unwritten rule where you need time to get to know someone. So relationships are built by time, by effort. But I think what these questions are trying to do is accelerate that process. So if by asking more personal types of questions, we can sort of get to know people faster without the time required. I mean, we have known each other for a while, but I think it'll be kind of fun to get through these questions. Okay, let's just dive straight into the questions. <laughs> <laughs> so the first question is, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Jay, you might know this, but Nicole, do you know who Christopher Hitchens is? I don't know if I... No idea. So he was this... Um, Technically, he was a journalist, but he he was a sort of public intellectual in the early 2000s. And he wrote very like scathing comments about religion and about politics. And he did my course as well, but in Oxford. But he was very, uh, he was notorious for being like a good dinner guest. Because, I mean, his habits, he drank a lot and he smoked a lot. But... Um, one of his closest friends, Salman Rushdie, who's also another famous author. Oh, and Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry knows him very well as well. Um, he, they all said upon his death that he would he's the best dinner guest that anyone could have. Because he would just charm you. He always found something to talk about and he would just charm you, uh, charm you into conversation, I guess. So, I don't know. It would be nice to, to actually get the opportunity to have dinner with him. Jay, do you have anyone? Um, there's there's not really a person that comes to mind, I suppose. But w- when you were when you're talking about um, Christopher Hitchens, um, Jordan Peterson certainly came up to mind. I think it would be cool to to have a meal with Jordan Peterson. I'm sure he has a lot of wisdom and advice to put upon this confused young nineteen year old boy. And him and Stephen Fry, like they actually teamed up during uh, in a debate. Um, I think the debate was about political correctness. Shiv, do you remember that debate? Stephen Fry and Jordan Peterson? The monk, the monk debate. Yeah. They were going up against um, that preacher, yeah. that American preacher oh, that used preacher. Um, extremely I, I large words. Creature. <laughs> it was <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, oh, no. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. They barely discussed political yeah, correctness. Yeah, it's a very... It was an all-out fight. <laughs> all right. I think we can move on to the next question then. Um, would you like to be famous? And in what way? If I ever think about becoming famous, I always think about the fact that that means that a lot of people will know who I am and I won't really know a lot of them. And in that way, I will also think that to be famous, usually you need to possess something that will make people look up to you, especially when you look at a lot of famous people. So you've got like actor, actresses, which have, you know, skills that they look pretty, look good. So I always wonder whether I guess I have the qualities to be famous if I do want to be famous. But then I also think about the fact that being famous means that you would have a lot of critics after you because you won't be liked by everyone. So usually when I go down like thinking about sort of um, putting myself out there on the internet, I probably end up with like not really. So what if like say in your profession you were extremely well-known, extremely well-renowned, and in a sense, famous. How about that then? Like, how would you feel about that? What do you think? 
for myself, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I don't think being known by a lot of people is what I really desire. I think a simple life, you know, with my with a with a small circle, well, maybe not a small circle, but a known circle of friends, um, that would be more desirable to me. Much more desirable than, I I mean I guess I've thought about it before, but like, famous people have like people thinking about them. Um, people caring about them um, and like you said they don't know them at all and it's kind of strange to think about it exactly like, yeah but nah I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want that I guess that's why I think like, it's really strange to be famous especially when you're very very famous uh, I used to want to um, sort of leave a legacy I guess most people want to do that but uh, I don't know if that counts as being famous though but now and, and again I've always like <sighs> I've always wanted to write a book and then have that as my sort of lasting thing. So not famous in the traditional um, media sensationalism sense, but uh, more and more increasingly, um, I don't know if this is just because of university, I feel like the need to just settle down. So I don't, I don't really, <laughs> I just feel the need to, after I get out of university, just get a job and just calm down. <laughs> And so I don't really feel the need to push that barrier enough. I don't know if that's a lack of will or if it's just pragmatism, but yeah. Uh, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? If I'm speaking in like a different language, like a language that is difficult for me, like Bahasa or Chinese, um, oftentimes I'll either rehearse what I'm going to say or I'll have Google Translate open on my phone if I ever need to like search a vocab. So like the other day I was making a, a phone call and um, uh, there was this lady that picked up. Then I quickly searched up, how, how do I call like um, lady? Uh? Like how do I say like madam or miss? Then then Google translated, oh, xiaojie. And I was like, ah, yes, xiaojie. <laughs> so um, yes, that is what I do. You guys? I mean, I've never yeah, heard a telephone call before. We've got two confident <laughs> lads. Okay. To be fair, I've never been in a position where I really needed to be extremely proficient in another language on the telephone. Yeah. I've never needed to do that. I so. can't even get a haircut at the barber without <laughs> like my parents because I can't properly speak that more. Dude, I just don't talk. I just sit, go there and sit down and then they were like, uh, Mao bend it, yeah, like, bend it, bro. <laughs> Oh boy, that's funny. Okay, cool. So, what could constitute a perfect day for you? Oh, that's a hard one, you know. Because I, I feel like... Do you ever get the feeling like you have something that you know you want to do? Say, like, slack off and, and, and Netflix or anime binge the whole day. And that seems like a perfect day. But then at the end of the day, you just feel guilty for not doing other things. So I feel like maybe actually just being productive. I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> but actually just being productive would be quite like a perfect day. So I, I'd say like uh, being productive, uh, getting my laundry done, cooking a proper meal for myself. <laughs> that never happens. There's always like a barrier. But if that actually happens, I'd say that's a pretty, pretty high day. I mean, I get where you're coming from, like, I mean, in, in that sort of context, you would much rather prefer, like, waking up at an appropriate time, like, 9 and 10, and, like, being able to be productive, rather than waking up at 1 or 2, and then half your day is gone. Yeah. I'm talking about myself right now, shit, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. pointing no fingers. To be fair, I've been waking up at, like, 12 as well. I've been waking up at, like, 11 and 12, because my sleep schedule is just completely messed up by online school. Yeah. I guess for, for me, a perfect day will be more of, like, how I feel, I guess, rather than the things that I'm doing. For example, if I knew that I had the day off, and I sort of let myself relax, then that would be a good day. And then if that day I needed to get something done, and I did that, then that would be a good day. Mm. I think a, a really good day would be, like, um, you set goals, and then you complete those goals, and then you feel good about yourself. Like, that would be a really good day. But then another, perhaps, ideal day would be just 
being able to go out and be free of responsibilities and sort of like go to a nice place maybe where there's a nice scenery sort of soak in the environment sort of like soak in the sights just be chill and calm um, that is something that would be another sort of ideal perfect day free from work sort of free from responsibilities um, just being able to rest and sort of um, just take in your environment yeah okay so now let's get into this next question Shivendra, when did you last sing to yourself and or to someone else <laughs> Oh, I, uh, actually, like, quite recently, like, yesterday, <laughs> I sang to myself. <laughs> <laughs> what did, what did you sing? oh, it was a really old song. Um, what was it? Uh, it was American Pie. I don't know if you know the song. It's very, very old. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it was like an eight, it's an eight minute song. So I was just like jamming it out the whole way. <laughs> To be fair, I feel like to some extent everyone like sings or hums to themselves at some point during the day. Like I don't actively say I'm going to sing, but somehow there's like a song stuck in my head and then you just like hum it or like sing like a part of it. I don't know. I feel like it's relatively quite common to just sing to yourself. Has anyone sang to someone else recently? I guess on both of your sides is a no then. Okay, Yeah, I don't think no. I don't think I have. Nah. That that I was like was a suspiciously long time it took, Darren. <laughs> no, cuz cuz I wonder because like there have been times where like like my mom and I will listen to music and sometimes there will be like singing but like I I can't recall an exact exact song or time i mean okay okay there's another question i want to ask i mean sort of related to this is what what would be the soundtrack of your life like what would be the song that defines your life perhaps or what would be the piece that defines your life if any That is extremely difficult, Jared, yeah? <laughs> yeah i this is going to be very, like, stereotypical, but, like, I feel like I quite like the Tchaikovsky, like, symphonies, and I also quite like his ballets. My mood fluctuates a lot depending on how I feel. I like quite a lot of, like, classical music, but every time I always go back to sort of, like, Nutcracker ballets. I guess if I could listen to just one thing, it might be Nutcracker. I mean, that is very cliche, but it's so good, so. That was a very sophisticated answer, Nicole. I was like, what was my song? Viva La Vida by Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like that's how my life has been going. <laughs> but yeah. Jaren, what about you? Most been in my life recently, like for the past maybe one or two years, is probably Claire de Luna. Oh, yeah, that has been like the piece that has just like. Okay, okay, there's Pedaloon, but there's also like other K pop Both songs. of you But like, are if there was one piece, it would, it would be Pedaloon. Like, there was one time I was just doing work, and then I listened to one of those like one hour loops of Pedaloon, and then like time would just pass by, and then like it would just. It, it always felt brand new, like every time I was listening to it. I was like 30 minutes in, but it just felt like brand new, it just felt right. So, yeah, Pedaloon. Okay, if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Do you think this question could be interpreted in a different way? Like, I guess when we're thinking of mine of a 30-year-old, it's like the, the, the capabilities of a, of a mind that is 30-year-old. But like, how about... Actually, I don't know where I'm going with this, but... You know what? Actually, I don't know where I'm going with this. It's cool. Oh, are you thinking about in terms of mentality then, rather than capabilities? Mm, perhaps, perhaps that could be one way to, to, to think about it. I mean, this is going to sound like a cop-out, but I reject the whole premise that you can have one or the other. Okay, never mind. That's a cop-out. Um, as much as I'd like to have both, yeah, I don't know. I, I just value knowing things more than doing things. Yeah, same. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Nick? I don't really. I mean, probably a normal death. I mean, I hope I live healthily and I hope I don't die of like a horrible accident or like some really horrible degenerative disease.
So, but I don't really have a hunch about it. Probably die in my sleep or something. <laughs> How about you, Jay? Okay, I don't have an answer sure, but like, recently, I've been watching a lot of videos on YouTube. Um, and these videos come from a channel called Active Self-Protection. So basically, it's like an American YouTube channel that posts a lot of videos about like, people displaying self-protection in public. So like a lot of security camera footage and a lot of times um, you see a lot of people dying in these videos. Like you actually see people getting shot and dying in these videos. And, and so um, there was one I actually just watched before, like a few hours before, and it was in a supermarket. And there were these two people who were coming to a, a Walmart to try to cause a mass shooting to start a revolution for God knows what. Um, and there was this person who is a concealed carrier. So basically, um, he carries like a, uh, a weapon with him, but it's like concealed. And so he was um, at the cashiers. He was about to check out, I think. And suddenly these two people came in, started firing like warning shots. And so this person, he got his weapon and um, he started following these two actually. Um, but he, he didn't realize that they were a pair. So there was one man, one woman, and the woman was trailing behind the man. And so he went forward and tried to get a shot at the man. And actually, the woman turned around and shot him and he died. Okay, where am I going with this? I think um, where I'm going with this is that um, his life changed in that 20 seconds when he was about to check out at the cashiers. And 20 seconds later, he's been shot and he's going to die. And so... I hope that my, my, my death, um, although I can never say, um, will perhaps not be like that. I hope it's something that um, uh, will be gradual, um, that I will eventually come to expect, and not anything of the sort. But that video just sort of reminded me of like the, the fragility of life and how things can change so quickly if, yeah, just from things out of your hands. So... Yes, that is, that is my hunch. Okay, I know Chief, you haven't answered yet, but I was just wondering, would you guys rather, like, know when exactly you're gonna die, or never know, if you had the choice? Oh, never know. Um, Same. Too much, too much pressure if you know when you're gonna die. Oh, wait, wait, <laughs> Nick, Nick, can I rephrase this question? Would you know, would you rather know then, when you're gonna die, or how you're gonna die? How? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I don't want to know when. I don't want to know when. So like, if you know how, so like, you're gonna get hit by a car. So like, you just avoid every single road, every single highway. So like, how does that work, man? Is it like? No, you don't. You don't avoid it. You just, you just accept it. <laughs> you accept it. You accept that you're gonna get run over one day. Shiv, do you have a secret hunch? Yes, it's probably a liver failure. So the the medicine that I have to take for my epilepsy is in the long run very bad for your liver but i have to take it so that i don't die in the short run <laughs> um so yeah that um that's a primary reason there are obviously secondary reasons uh but but yeah so i, I think that inevitably that's bound to happen or well, i'm bound to not have as long a life as a normal person because my liver will eventually fail i mean obviously there are other ways i can go that's just the most predictable one yeah name three things you and your partner appear to have in common so i guess in this case it would be among the, the three of us yeah what do we have in common uh. I was gonna say anime, but Nicole hates anime. <laughs> I do not. Oh right, anime. so like, exactly three of us. Like, what do three of us have in common? So it has to be like three of us. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. To be fair, before A levels, I didn't really know both of you very well. And so. And vice versa. I mean, Shiv, Shiv. I mean, <laughs> Shiv. But I think we do have like some interlap in like our musical taste though, like the type of music we like. A sort of interlap, like like 
sort of. Me and you like IU. Okay, me and you like IU, but I was thinking like all three of us <laughs> like like sort of classical music. Like like Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. The the reason I actually came to know of Claire Delune was because do you remember when we were there was a point we were all in the auditorium and then it was either you or Shift that started playing Claire de Lune. I was like, what was that? And you're like, oh, Claire de Lune. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so that was how I first came to know of it. I think another thing about the three of us is not so much in terms of, I guess, topics in common. It's more about personality, maybe. But even so, we're still quite different. So, I don't know. Oh yeah, I the going back over the personality episode. I think we're all. Uh, what was it? We're all like, uh, well, the the ENDJ or oh, that one of it was in common. Yeah, one of them was in common. I don't remember. I think it was I. Oh wait. I am an ENTJ, like straight. Oh up. Shiv. I think so. Are you Shiv? Are you I or E? I think you're I, right? I'm like E fifty five percent I. Right, right, right. Yeah. Minus ISFP. <laughs> so actually, I have nothing in common with you. Oh, no, no, I have to do Oh, boy. Uh... Nicole, so that means we're basically polar opposites. Then. Like. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I guess the only thing we have in common is that we went to 10B. We did A-levels. <laughs> we like That's it. classical music. Three <laughs> different levels. There surely has to be something, something more. What else? Um. We all like to talk about random topics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we're all high achievers. We're all high achievers, pretty much. Yeah. Fair enough. I was gonna say we all have an unprofessed love for "I want to eat your pancreas." Yeah, but Nicole doesn't like it. You know, to be fair, to be fair, Nicole actually said it was alright, right? She didn't say it was cliche. I don't think she said it was cliche, right? I, I didn't say it was cliche, I, but I said it was okay. I didn't say oh, I loved oh, it. Oh, that's bad as well. But it was that's okay. tough. <laughs> what? That's tough. That's tough. I think, I think it deserves a rewatch. It deserves a rewatch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, but what else do we have in common? What kind of movies do you watch? You know what kind of movies I watch. Anime. What? Oh yeah, anime, but like La La Land. Ah, oh my god, do you guys like musicals? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. They miss La La Land. Okay, right. Anything else we have in common? Oh, not really. I like how we're struggling <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh, what do... Uh, right, so we've concluded that we like musicals, we like classical music, we went to school together, and we did A-levels together, and we're kind of high achievers. That's more than three things. We've done the question great. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> what? Okay. You know, fine, fine, fine. Sure. Okay. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Ooh, that's Ooh. What a question, what a question that is. I wish I went to Chinese school for longer. Like, Chinese local school. Why? Because I feel like the fact that I went to international school means that I'm very, I'm less in touch with sort of Chinese culture. My Chinese has an accent. Mm. I'm, I don't get a lot of the things that when you hang out with like Chinese school people, especially when I like meet up with sort of my Sunday school friends and stuff, like I don't really get was there any reason was was there any reason that you know of that you were put in international school rather than a Chinese school? I think my mom wasn't very happy about the way they treated children in Chinese school. As you are aware, it is a very common thing to get like, um, I think it's called corporal punishment. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I don't think I'm very affected by it. At least when I, I was like a horrible student. I was always talking and I never handed in my homework and I was always like the annoying kid in class and I was always reading a book that was like unrelated to the lesson so as you can imagine teacher's pet yeah I think that's the reason why and also sort of English she wanted us to be good at English too I think yeah my, my dad was my dad wanted me to go to the local school but I just couldn't speak Malay 
So I, they had no choice to send me, but to send me to an international school. I don't know, but I, I don't think I would change anything about the way I was raised. Because, I, I, and again, I think we, we sort of delved into this um, in the personality. I think it was personality. Um, but if you change, like, the way you were raised, then you change who you are today. So do you want that? Do you, can you even tell what that's going to be like? You know, all sorts of problems. But, yeah. So I think if you're comfortable with yourself, um, as you are, that you shouldn't want to change. But again, it's it's quite like it's obviously quite tempting to change. Yeah, I think I'm maybe less so. I want to change it, but I'm curious to see what I would have turned out like mm. if I was given that opportunity. But again, I'm very grateful to be able to sort of go to an international school. I mean, like not a lot of people get that opportunity, and I mean, my experience at school was great. You, Jay. I think for me, I think um, I wasn't very independent or involved in sort of like house, like home duties as a kid, like in terms of doing the laundry or um, fixing things or like learning how to, learning how a car works, like learning how to fix an engine, learning how to change a, like a like a car tire, that sort of stuff. I don't think I really had much experience in that sort of stuff when I was a kid. And that isn't like the fault of my parents, it's just that, like, it just didn't happen, those sort of experiences. And I think as a result of that, I'm still learning a lot of that stuff today, and it still feels kind of like unnatural and difficult to me. Like, if my car broke down in the middle of the road right now, like, not right now, like, um, like, whenever, um, I would be in a very difficult spot, because, like, I wouldn't really know what to do, I guess I would just call for help, like, I wouldn't know what was wrong with my car engine, um, so, yeah, um, I wish perhaps I was a bit more hands-on, um, like, with practical stuff when I was a kid. I was just gonna say, to be fair, I don't think you learn how to fix a car when you're a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it happens. Coolies. Take four minutes and tell your partner, so in our case, each other, your life story in as much detail as possible. <laughs> you can start us off. Ah, uh, God. Okay. Where do I start? Um, I was born here. <laughs> In not here, sorry, I'm in the UK. I was born in Malaysia. Um and then I was raised there for like three years. And then after that, uh because of my dad's job, we flew to Saudi Arabia. Uh and we lived there for five years. Then when I came back, as I alluded to earlier, I couldn't speak the local language. So uh, I was forced to go into an international school. Uh I went to Tenby, um, where <laughs> I met, actually, I didn't meet Jaren in year three, I think. Oh, well, we weren't close friends in year three. I think we sort of started in year four when, when Sean, um, so uh, I, I <laughs> for a past time, I used to play jigsaw puzzles with Sean in the library uh, until Sean had enough and he was like, Shiv, just play football. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And then, yeah, that, that was when I met all the football guys. Uh, we used to play, for those of you who don't know, our school is like, um, there's a courtyard separating the admin and the, and the canteen. And we used to play there all the time uh, in our school uniforms, break, lunch, after school. Um, yeah, we'd get balls stuck up the roof. Uh, yeah, it was, it was simple, good times. Um, we grew, uh, nothing much happened. Uh, I, I don't know, uh, like no significant changes, I think, at this point. Uh, until, I think, IGs, maybe? Yeah. So IGs, I, I, honestly, the whole school life was a bit of a blur because nothing much happened until IGs. And then the only thing that did happen as IGs is, is like the transition to A-level, 
where I think I got closer with a lot more people at Tenby and I sort of started figuring out what I really wanted to do with my life. Not that I know what I want to do with my life now, but I think I matured a bit more. Um, and yeah, that brings us to today where I'm struggling in university, um, all alone in my room with no flatmates. Yeah, that's the summary of my life. Oh God. Yeah. Jay? That was, that was pretty well done. And so actually the beginning of my story is quite similar to yours, Shay. So I was born in Malaysia. I was born in Malaysia. Um, we moved to uh, firstly Saudi Arabia, um, where my dad was working, and then to Bahrain afterwards. So Bahrain is like um, a desert island um, uh, bordering Saudi Arabia. So uh, we moved to Bahrain when I was about two or three, and we stayed there for about five, six years. So I did like year one, year two, one semester of year three there. And so I went to a school there called St. Christopher's. Um, and um, it was really interesting. Like, uh, because my dad was working like at a, like an oil and gas company, like it was all paid for. So St. Christopher's was like an international school as well. And so I had a lot of like international friends um, and uh, that was why I started playing football as well. Okay. And so uh, in 2009, December, we came back to Malaysia. Um, and so 2010, um, January, uh, I came to Tembi. So that was year three, term two. Um, and so, uh, yeah, like she said, we would play football, football. Um, I would get sometimes in, in trouble with the school. Um, I think I got two yellow papers, if that's what it's called, um, for specific incidents um, <laughs> that I think you might have addressed before shift have you talked about jumping over the yeah we talked about it in the in the the, the postgrad get together yeah okay uh what else uh so let's go to secondary so i think secondary okay so primary i was pretty much quite a bad boy that's bad that's that's i'll i'm sorry i need to interject here okay so like my main memory of both of you before we like started hack being friends in like A levels, it, I swear in year five you guys, you both of you were like together or like we had like tables in our in our school. Oh, just, this story no. And they, they were just lovely. I'll just I'll stop there. But I'm I'm just saying that my like my clearest memories of them was from like in year five when the two of them sat together in a classroom like on a specific table, and they caused lots of. <laughs> I can't forget about ping pong though. In primary, me and Shiv and uh, a few others, we we played a lot, a lot of ping pong. So that was something that we did for a while. Okay, so I think coming into secondary, I sort of started becoming more mature. Um, So I guess I started becoming uh, a bit different in my ways. I think to the point where... um, now that I reflect upon it, I think I was quite a teacher's pet back then. But okay, now let's move on. Um, so we go up to year 10 and year 11. Okay, year 10 and year 11, um, IGCSEs, um, a pretty memorable time. Um, I think um, a lot of friendships were made. Um, Oh, I did that out. Okay, um, what else? Then coming to A-Levels. Yeah, A-Levels was when um, I think I really grew the closest I've ever been to like a certain bunch of people. So you guys included and, and many others. Um, I really felt a sense of like home and belonging with like the teachers, the people. Um, what else? And so uh, today, um, I graduated from A-Levels. Um, I'm not in school. I'm, I'm waking up at two o'clock every day, feeling slightly more useless every time I do that. But um, 
you know, we move, we move, and yeah. So I guess I'll go. My story isn't that interesting, to be fair. I was also born in Malaysia. Surprise, surprise. Um, I lived here all my life. Um, so I went to Chinese school for the first one and a half years. And then in the second year, I sort of transferred to Tengi. And that's when I started at international school. And to be fair, primary school was also a, quite a blur. But I remember I was quite sort of... I was a bookworm, but not in a good sense. I was always reading, but I was never like the teacher's pet, and I was never the good kid. So I was always reading in class, and even when the teacher was teaching, so we had a traffic light system, do you guys remember? So like red is bad, and like orange is like not so good, and green is good. I was never in green. I was always orange or red, because I kept reading in class. But okay, right. Um, Secondary school. Um, It's pretty much the same as primary school, to be fair. I guess I've only, I can only like have, I only remember very clearly sort of year 10 and year 11 like both of you. So that's when I started getting like a lot closer with some of my friends. Don't see them very often anymore because we've all sort of separated into different places. But I remember very clearly that A-level is when we sort of put a smaller group. So from a group of like 100 kids in year 11 and year 10, we sort of narrowed it down to about 30 of us. And I found that we were much able to like form closer relationships and sort of hang out with each other more. So I felt like that's when I got closer to a lot of people, like both of you as well. Um, I think that was when I started being more introspective about what I wanted to do as well, mostly deciding between sort of medicine or music. And oh, I forgot to mention that I'm also part of like the MPYO, which is like the sort of Malaysian Philharmonic Orchestra. So I've been like touring with them in and out, and th- that has been really fun too. Um, and now I'm in university doing medicine online. It's been a blast. That's about it, I guess. Our life summaries seem okay. <laughs> very like static. I feel like we I feel like we left out like stuff about like I mean, because we were summarizing the course of our life, right? But we didn't talk yeah. much about like what we really love, what we really enjoy, what are our dislikes, that sort of stuff. Do you guys want to talk a bit about that that kind of stuff? In year four, I was obsessed with like a lot of books, right? So I remember I was quite into like Narnia. And then I think in sort of year six or seven, I started getting into, getting into Harry Potter. And then I think in year nine-ish, I was so into like young adult fiction. So things like Divergent, Hunger Games. It was actually such a phase. I was so into those books. I don't know if that's what you meant by interests, but that's just something I remember. Fair enough. Fair enough. Actually, now that you bring it up, um, I have one, which is kind of, which is ironic and weird at the same time. I don't know if you guys know or remember, I used to, um, I used to be like obsessed with law. And I used to like, I used to carry on like books about just legal definitions that I would write. I, I don't know, it's, it's weird, it's ironic now because I'm not doing law, but but yeah, it was a weird thing, it was a weird phase that I, I just, uh, I was just obsessed with like, con- mainly contract law, I don't know, that's a weird thing for a kid to be obsessed about, and this is like what, <laughs> year seven, year eight, so. Yo, Shiv, do you remember in year five, um, we managed to be part of the FBI and we also like ran an investigation into the 39 clues. Oh my gosh! Like, Dude, I remember this so clearly. But anyways, like table six in year in year five, you guys would have the books, borrow them from the library, and then the cards, <laughs> and then you guys would like discuss them or something. I remember this so clearly. Like, oh my gosh. Oh I remember this. I was like, I didn't get it at all. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. To be fair, to be fair. There were, yeah, actually there were actually clues. <laughs> we, were actually, we weren't just making this stuff up. The, the book was designed the way that there were actually clues. But I don't know. We thought there was like one big clue that tied all the mini clues together, which I don't think was real. Dude, you know, like the times we would be in the library and then we would have those books. And I don't know. I think we used to write it in like a yellow book, like our yellow language books. Like the sort of, oh yeah, man. That- those are the days though. And then there was also a time when like uh because we were playing like FBI or tag or whatever. 
Oh, no, no, no. No, we were trying to investigate a certain someone. You know who I'm talking about, right, Shiv? I think, yeah. I think, <laughs> so I think either in year four or year five. And so we decided, we were, set, we were, we were conversing four. via email, you know. <laughs> we were like sending out classif- classified information via email. And then we decided, let's get some like walkie-talkies <laughs> so we can carry out our investigations further. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually quite weird because back then, there, we didn't have phones. Right. Like, smartphones weren't yeah. really a big thing. That's true. Back then. So we were emailing each other. <laughs> well, FBI, thinking about FBI is pretty violent. Because <laughs> it involved, like, you had to drag someone to a pole. For some reason, I remember being part of a few of these games too, because I feel like sometimes the guys also involve the girls. Is that not it? I remember playing at least one or two rounds of it. Or is that just tag? Um, perhaps, remember, perhaps. Perhaps. Perhaps tag, not FBI. Because FBI was, I don't even know what FBI was. It was, it was just, because we had to, to catch someone, right? It's not just to tag them. You had to drag someone. You know how there was the, the shades, right? And then there's a yeah, bunch of exactly. poles. Yeah, exactly. You had to drag someone to the pole. And oftentimes they'd resist. So you'd just be dragging them on the floor in their uniform. So it'd be just so, oh, I can't believe we did that. Okay, last one. For this set anyways. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Ah, uh, I know. Something that's useful for all of us, I think. The ability to uh, to fix your sleep schedule at will. <laughs> but you know, to be fair, right? I, I hope this doesn't come off like odd, but I can actually sleep very easily. Like, if I wanted to sleep, I could just lie on my bed and I'll be out like a light. Because like I actually love sleeping so much, but I feel like it's self-imposed, the sleep cycle. So I don't know, but I don't find it very difficult to sleep. If you left me alone in a room, literally just the floor, I could literally lie <laughs> on the floor and I would sleep. <laughs> I find it really difficult, um, especially if especially if my sleep cycle's messed up. Say if I sleep at like seven a.m., I I can't sleep at twelve. The next day it'd be quite hard but i do like sleep yeah very nice especially here i don't know maybe it's because it's cold because it's very yeah yeah it's, it's just i feel i feel like i can sleep for longer maybe it's because the days are shorter and the nights are longer maybe it's something to do with sort of the circadian rhythm i don't know anything about to be honest Ooh, look at her, look at her, look at her. showing her, flexing her skills. Okay, Jay? Mm, I guess I thought like being able to like, speak a certain language, like maybe I don't know, Bahasa, Chinese or sign language, but I feel that sort of takes away the satisfaction you get from learning learning the languages in the first place so i feel like that's a cop-out so mm, i don't know nick do you have do you have an answer in the mind? quality i mean the question says anyone quality or ability quality or ability maybe not so much ability i, I don't know but quality i feel like i really want to be able to sort of i guess speak very coherently or like be able to like formulate my thoughts very well because even now I'm still struggling quite a lot with this I feel like being able to coherently like talk and confidently like communicate ideas would be something I would really like to have I guess it's something that you can gain by practice but I mean that's something I think I would like I think in the same vein like for me it would be like writing stylistically because I have been like writing a bit recently like um, journaling and I find that my sentence structures tend to like repeat and repeat and like they tend to be it, it tends to feel very basic so to be able to write stylistically with like flow um, perhaps that would be it um, but in terms of a quality 
maybe to have greater self-confidence lah. I think greater self-confidence would perhaps be be a, a good quality to have for myself. To, to not be in so much doubt of myself and um, to, to trust more in, in my abilities, so to speak. Yeah. Obviously, uh, like the 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 self confidence thing is one because sometimes I get uh, I doubt myself a lot, especially when I'm doing work. Um, yeah. So, but at the same time, I don't know if like what Jiren said, if I just want to gain it because I feel like like wake up one day and and and, and have it because I feel like overcoming that doubt is in itself very uh, valuable mm. the transition to self-confidence is valuable yeah i don't i don't know if and, and, and obviously that could the same could be said of, of gaining any quality in general so i don't know if i would want to suddenly gain something but the languages one is is appealing though because i've always wanted to learn french but I've, I've, I've constantly put it off. Did you take French at school? No, I took Mandarin ah. because my parents go <laughs> We were in the same set in primary. Uh, I think Mr. Jason? Or Mr... Were we in Mr. Dawson's together, Shiv? You were Mr. Dawson's class and then Shiv dropped down, I think. Oh, um, did he not? Uh, I was always, I was in the beginners. Yeah. I was with Joe and Nathan. <laughs> so I actually I, I mean... beat Joe <laughs> in the, the yeah. And... <laughs> that's that's impressive, right? <laughs> I got like three A. He got three C. Like, three A. <laughs> we were that ranking We were system. battling with threes. <laughs> Okay, before we okay, maybe before we, we end, how about what is one quality or ability that you admire about the people here? Like the other people here? Oh, that's that's quite easy. It's like the same one that I want, sort of being able to coherently speak. It's something that Shiv can do very well. So oh, Yeah. I, I wouldn't say I'd say admire, but also envy, both of your work ethics. Especially okay. Nicole's, I was, I would really want that. What uh, yeah, for me, for Shiv, it would be the ability to have like such style and like um, flair when writing. Like that is something I really admire about him. Like how his points are always so like filled with um like his personality like that's something i really admire about him um but also in terms of shift his his perseverance as well like, yeah because i've known shift and like the man is a perseverer and so that is something i admire about shift for nicole um okay work ethic of course i think the discipline and the certainty of um, what she knows, what she wants to do in, with her life, and like what she likes in life. Um, I think you're very disciplined and um, sort of set in that in that aspect. Um, I also admire both of yours, like musicality. Um, yeah. Um, Actually, Jay, I've got one for you as well. And I, I think I've mentioned this to you like a million times, but like I really admire your empathy and your, your ability to connect with other people. It's something that I'm yes. not very good at. I am very awkward and I'm, if, I find it very difficult to read how people are feeling and sometimes I'll say things that might not be appropriate. But like I feel like you get people very well and 
as a result, you're very likable or very sociable in that way. Like, you connect with people very well. So, that's something I admire about you. Yeah, it, it just seems like people feel comfortable around Exactly. You. And I guess that is it for today, then. Interesting. Yeah, I, interesting. And, yeah, um... Sorry, yeah, cut that out. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, come on, <laughs> oh my gosh. This is why. Sorry, I was gonna say something, but I forgot what it was. And then, yeah. <laughs>